audio that you require from me today yeah perfect yeah i didn't expect there to be an evanescence reference i don't know what you mean this is a goddamn original piece <laughs> for me what this is not a laughing matter i am incensed today yeah you fired up i'm just i'm gonna say this in all earnestness okay this rotten woe-begotten world does not deserve good old morbid time no morbius can i can i put a kibosh on referencing the meme because i was like tired of it like a day after it started of course so yeah. And 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 I had no context for it, right? Because I had not because you hadn't seen it. Yeah, I had not seen Morbius until a couple months ago. Can we, before we start all this, just like backtrack? Welcome to the low ceiling. No, we were not going to backtrack because now <laughs> what I, I had a I had a whole thing going. Okay, we're well, gonna. I'm gonna cut it out and just I'm gonna put in a thing Such of you saying that 9-11 was an inside job and vaccines don't work whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll stitch you right up <laughs> damn it you morphed me welcome to the lowest ceiling i'm john i'm pre today we're talking about the by the classic chilean director daniel espinoza hey he's swedish no oh yeah oh, he's right chilean he's, a, he's of chilean descent yeah um but he is swedish he is and the he directed 2022's hit film Morbius. Damn right. Which we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe the reception this film received. An unjust, um, brutally low 16% critical can I, Rotten Tomato. Can I start with something? Because I have a kind of a diatribe to go on. Go unless, on. Um, I agree with you, but it's going to take me a long time to explain why. Do you mind if I explain why? It's far away. So... I don't think this movie is good. However, I don't think it's terrible. Let me stop it's you right there. Pretty, this movie's great. It's it's not good. Uh. <laughs> However, here's the thing that like here's the thing that always surprises me. I've seen, as you know, not a superhero fan. I talk about it all the time. I'm a real pick me girl about it. <laughs> but so every time someone's like, you should watch Guardians of the Galaxy, you should try out this. Oh, Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, Black Adam is terrible. Ant-Man Quantumopedia is also terrible. <laughs> All these kinds of things. <laughs> so, you know, oh, the Spider-Man series, you should try that out. That one, that one's good. Yeah. Actually, they're all the same. Yeah. And I find this movie as good and bad as all the other ones, Thank to be you. perfectly That's frank. Exactly yeah. it. Um, That's exactly it. And I it. I understand like I understand it's the the thing that always like weirds me out is like when when I watch a critically acclaimed Marvel or Sony superhero movie, I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay. And then <laughs> when I watch a really bad one, I was like, wait, that was as good as that one. <laughs> they they're just as good as each other. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is from someone who doesn't see too too many superhero films, right? No. And so you and, don't have a horse in the game, if you will. And I I, I haven't even I haven't even saddled up my horse to ride. <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> as they say in the old west <laughs> but the thing is is that every time and and um the reason is because every time i dip my i dip my horse in the waters of the <laughs> mcu yeah or the the superhero universe i'm always yeah. like that's exactly that's my exact reaction to every other movie i've ever seen and it's always just like somewhere between that was garbage to that was okay like i don't i would never watch that again you wouldn't watch morbius again no, but I also I wouldn't watch Black Panther again. Well, that's, that's different. That's that's also Black Panther. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not different. It's just it's all the same. Like I just don't. It's you know. I I have to disagree with you in that it's all the same as any other MCU film. This movie is arguably way different compared to the aesthetic or like plot or you know it, you know those kind of references they have between mcu films the kind of humor that mcu films share i find that none of that is in this one and maybe that is the reason why it tanked because fans went in hoping for 
a Spider-Man villain and what they got was well, Jared Leto. This this might be controversial to say though. Like okay, so they do exist in the same universe, right? Let me draw a comparison. Yes. Here. This movie in my opinion this movie and Venom mm. are just as good as each other. Same. I don't think that I mean, I don't, and it's weird to be like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean Venom is bad or does that mean Morbius is good? Like, I didn't no, think they're Venom, both camp. They're both whatever. Yeah. And then like, the the one that the one that always like really bothers me is I waited for years of having to hear people be like, yeah, but the Tom Holland Spider Man's <laughs> and they are fucking shit. <laughs> they <laughs> suck so bad. The they're. Almost the first one is unwatchable. It's I think it's like really, I think it's probably worse than Morbius in my opinion. The first, the Tom Holland, yeah, Spider-Man. Homecoming, yeah. Damn. Oh, funny you bring that up. And I know that there's this is not this movie is not for your type of audience, right? That doesn't really indulge. No, the seventy-five-year-old man who's like, oh, kids these days, <laughs> and they're children. superheroes. <laughs> iron manning on my lawn i'll tell you what my point of contention is not that those movies or mcu films are you know revered that spider-man versus venom versus what have you are considered to be good films versus morbius is not when they are near goddamn identical that's exactly kind of what i'm getting at is i always take like, yeah like when you when so getting back to your 16 percent rotten tomatoes critical review mm-hmm. when it comes to these movies i always feel like i'm like I got to take that with a grain of salt a little bit because I don't yeah. really think I trust it. No. And and what's more is um regular old fucking viewers and fans I really you really can't I don't think trust their opinion either to well, be honest. Like the audience score for this though was 71%. Yeah, but the audience score is pumped score. up by the fact that yeah. there was like a massive meme around this movie sure, for forever. But- but maybe th- to that point, if they were like, oh, what what the hell? Why the hell is this movie getting so memed? And then you go see it and you realize that it's getting that undue hate. Maybe that warrants a rise from that 16 percent. Like finally, the public kind of saves cinema again from 16. I guess to- so, like this movie would be totally forgettable if it w- if it hadn't been turned into a meme. Right. I don't but, know if it would. But right? I think I do think like the critical reception of it was particularly harsh mm. mm-hmm. in a way that I'm just like, I mean, fine. But if it maybe if you looked at some, although <laughs> Miles Surrey on the ringer uh, called it, compared it to uh, the 10 plagues of Egypt from the Bible, which I thought was an apt <laughs> description, but like, um, if you kind of like, I'm sure, and we talked about reviewers on the Bo is Afraid episode. I'm sure if you took two reviewers and we were like, what do totally. you think of Morbius and what do you think of some other piece of shit? And they were like, oh, this was amazing. It's like, well, I don't know if I can really take that seriously. No, you know? no. And I, there's, and there's also, in my opinion, there's lots of ulterior motives for a reviewer to not like this movie. For one, it's coming at the tail end of like a really bad time for superhero movies in general. It was delayed mm. for four years, yeah, so we that's had to a big one. we had to see trailers. I saw trailers for this before you and me met. Fucking I think. Christ, like, yeah. And also, I mean, primed for me, Jared Leto is in it. <laughs> and, <laughs> Oscar and winner. Nobody Jared Leto. truly likes Jared Leto, so <laughs> yeah. But like to his, Jared Leto was already Joker before this happened. Jared Leto was already House of Gucci in it up before before Morbius came Same, out. Same, like uh. Not the same before? year. Not before. Year before. Yeah. And so you you can expect this like extreme Jared Ledoing Ledoing the hardest he's ever done. And then you see Morbius where he's very restrained. He's pretty like he's a serious. Yeah, guy. he's pretty like reined in. Yeah. And he to well, in all these interviews, like, yeah, I method acted the shit out of that. Like he didn't even go to the bathroom without getting off of his wheelchair or whatever. He committed to that role. <laughs> I see you rolling your eyes over there. And, yeah. <laughs> he committed to it hard. Drank blood. And well, you know, you got to stay in character, obviously. But he's as close as you get to a living vampire. Man's is 51. Look at him. He looks younger than blood-sucking tech billionaire vampires we have today. Yes. So <laughs> I, think, I think he was the right choice for this film, given the direction that he was given to not do the most in as much as jared leo can be the right choice for anything which is not much to be perfectly frank yeah and like not i don't want to keep adding fuel to the whole morbophobe argument where people just come in 
say shit just to say shit about the movie maybe from having seen it maybe not so you can't discredit all the animation all the cg all the like even the plot no matter how predictable it is still drives the film forward in a way that any mcu superhero whatever villain movie does well there is an issue there's an issue with the plot which we'll get to but before we get to that though this kind of this is like this comes back to conversations we always have which is like the the you know the genesis of the podcast is like just dismissing a film out of hand and it is kind of like i wouldn't choose to do this movie on this podcast but you are we're equal partners in this venture i'm so passionate about and you're you're a fan of it and you got to watch it without if I was a stupid fucking meme head on Reddit or whatever, yeah. it I would be it is like annoying to just be like, Well, we want to have like an interesting conversation about yeah, a movie that doesn't fucking work for a lot of people. Like <laughs> yeah, you know. Totally. It doesn't but it doesn't mean it does not mean that it's you're you're just kinda you have to just close the book on it forever. Yeah. That's what's interesting about it. And what I wanted to ask you is mm-hmm. To be fair, like this is uh, like I've never I've never introduced a bad movie on this podcast ever. I've never stood up for, say, a, a movie starring Nicolas Cage that we did recently. Um, I've never been like, oh, you know, Josh Hartnett's actually good in this film. So what is like so having as me with the epitome of taste? Yeah. What is your defense of a movie that is generally considered to be bad? Oh, I got a laundry list. My well, guy. let's fucking get into it. Let's do it. Okay. So number one, and I know we're comparing scores first. So I do want to say 16% for Morbius. Um, guess what? Dude, where's my car got? 31. 19. Like what I'm saying yeah. is, is this movie really objectively worse than dudes where my dude, where's my car? Yes. Like is what? <laughs> what? I will not have any slander. Like, do you? I'm kind of thinking back to how a vampire film does not have to be some original film, right? It's got to have some blood, some babes, some you know bats, and and it covers the bases. It doesn't have to reinvent the wheel with like sword fighting or what have you. There is a timing issue with Morbius, and I, this is going to sound like I'm a lawyer for the Morbius team, but if this movie had come out four years ago before Spider-Man Homecoming, if it had come out in context with, I don't know, Blade, for instance. Uh, speaking of Blade, at the end of that 1998 film Blade, there is a scene of Wesley Snipes on the roof, and he looks across, and guess who he sees? Jared Leto. Close. <laughs> Morbius. From across, so there is like he's there in the universe. He's yeah. there as a concept that people have forgotten about. And now that you introduce him as Jared Leto, they're not gonna even if there's any like hint of nostalgia for a character like this, it's not gonna translate because it's just well, gotten butchered by memes or and and also like it's just at the tail end of all this exhaustion and not not to mention like between the first I and I remember very distinctly seeing a trailer for this film Mm -hmm. in theaters and being like that looks really bad before (laughs) the pandemic like we're we're disregarding the fact that a just like traumatizing event for many people happened between and three (laughs) years ago it's like (laughs) it's kind of highfalutin to be like and really this worldwide (laughs) trauma is the reason morbius sucks (laughs) it always sucked right like it always was not good but it, it it went through this like crucible to be released and then when it comes out it just kind of like it just like launches horizontally and falls directly to earth nose down like it just yeah. is you know yeah which like d- did it really fucking suck more than the cartoon insanity that is fast and furious no did that's it suck more than eternals and like it's it's like it's it's the wrong movie coming out in a time which was very cynical yeah about like marvel movies because we myself like i had to sit through a decade of people being like this is the greatest time for film ever because of (laughs) captain america when he throws his shield and thor catches it with his hammer it's just the greatest thing and it's like no they're all the same fucking shit right yeah and then it comes and then you know black widow people are like "Eh." and then all these things and then all of a sudden like this movie comes out which is like to some people not yourself comically bad yeah and people are just like oh and then and then the other cynical thing 
when Sony like re-released it in theaters, you were just like, "Sorry, is Sony run by a fucking algorithm?" Like, yeah, what, I mean, like, they definitely does like does. <laughs> I remember uh, saying this to to a friend of mine. I might have even been yourself, my yeah. a friend of mine, you, me, your friend. Um, I, I might have just been like, "Does like." Does the company just run where like a green light comes on and they're just like now do a thing with like they just it, missed all yeah. the internet mentions they thought it was like oh they're talking about us no they're talking at you they're yeah. laughing at you yeah. but which I thought was like it's like a funny thing in a very cynical way though because I'm yeah. like yeah but I want mo- like people to like movies I want companies to release good movies yeah and I don't want to like fault any of the creators like they all tried just but everything about the movie is a misfire like it's just not 100%. you know yeah oh my god there, there's like very few in my opinion very few aspects of it but you can see you know like we've said it before that like making movies is really fucking hard and having totally. to stare at Jared Leto's stupid fucking face for like two <laughs> months while you make them is probably even harder. And then as the film goes on, you don't even get to see his face so much because it's transformed into an incredible vampire with all the teeth and, and you know. Fashion. Do you really like the CGI? I think the CGI I is I love the like, CGI. I think it's like video game level. It's not It's not. And that's very okay, good. Yeah. right? And that's okay because when we're seeing modern day CG on these new, new Marvel films, we take it at face value. When you see a cool like dust effect scene of when we when he takes to air and there's like flying when there's this echolocation where his ear transforms i like where, i like that like stuff. there's all these cool bits and they don't have to keep doing it all the time yeah and they don't right they're they're they pulled back a little bit with that kind of animation but even him just kind of realizing his powers and all the motivations are just right like that character is not hard to believe he's a guy morbius is a guy suffering from a rare blood disorder so he's got He's on borrowed time, so he's got to find a cure. He gets that cure through illegal means. He, it's funded by his friend, and then even though he doesn't want to share it with his friend who shares the same blood disorder, he's like, because that's a moral dilemma, because I am now a vampire that can't sustain on yeah. blood alone. I don't want you to also go around killing people to have to do that. So there's a good message there, and there's like good there's a possibility there's, but there's there's this like this central moral dilemma yeah that they never truly tackle that's the yeah. issue is that because it's pg-13 but no? here's here's the here is do you want me to tell you the big issue with this movie mm. in my opinion the first like step in the chain of like just mis misfires yeah this movie is just the first act it yeah. doesn't have the arc of a movie that you want and no this is not in my opinion this is not Morbius's fault. This is the fault of this superhero culture where they're just like one movie totally. is one movie is a waste of time. You need yeah. to have at least 3. And and so this movie feels like it's setting up a possible trilogy and so the first movie feels like this entire setup which is very telling because yeah, the title yeah, yeah. drop is at the end of the film. Right. And it does feel like when I watched it I was like that movie just felt like all first act, all setup, nothing, no yeah. real arc, no real resolution true you know and and it just that's so annoying but that's what you got to do with comic films because there's like 60 novels written by this guy but inherently people who like movies which is like everyone except republicans is like (laughs) they you inherently know how stories are meant to kind of flow yeah some people you know people are viewers like some people can't write them or anything like that but yeah but most people inherently know how a story is supposed to go and it it gets subconsciously frustrating when you're like wait that's not really how a story works you what do you mean like it's pretty linear i don't think they do any twists but and turns it doesn't just tell like, a complete story that's what i mean what's missing do you think jared leto's character development like he doesn't really sufficiently struggle with the issue and the thing that it's like matt smith when he turns into the vampire the other thing too what is Matt Smith's... Why does he have to be a psychopath? Why does he have to be a violent killer? Because he wants to be cured and he's not given the cure. He is funding this lab and this research with his money for Morbius. But then he is cured. Well, by by theft. Like, yeah, but Morbius so then doesn't why, share it with him. So, so then why does he have to... Like, why can't him, him and his best friend sit down and hash it out? That's exactly it, right? Because now that's the moral dilemma that you are going to keep killing real people to suck their real blood. But I have 
artificial blood that does the same only doesn't last as long. So Lucian is coming from a place of greed where he wants to be feeling that way, strong and able to walk all the time. You're telling me you wouldn't do it if you could kind of get your way around it? No, I don't think... That's the thing. I don't think that I would. Right. I don't... The the turn the turn of like Matt Smith to a... Honestly, a, a philanthropist billionaire to yeah. just this psychotic killer is just kind of like... Okay. And and I understand like they 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 put very poorly hint at it early in the film when he in the hits first the kid. Scene. Yeah. But also it's like it it just it doesn't land. It really doesn't land for me. Yeah. Because you're like so this guy went through went from like a place of pretty heavy altruism and lived with this debilitating disease mm-hmm. and he hasn't matured as a human to the point it's like you're a smart guy like why would, you know. Yeah, but then yeah. that's inherently his well quote-unquote flaw as a character right or he's not taking the higher road because there's one person like morbius who literally rejected a nobel prize in one scene because he's like well i'm i'm gonna keep experimenting on myself (laughs) until i have the final cure or whatever so he's mr high and mighty on his you know ivory tower meanwhile milo is a more relatable kind of human uh, in the way that if he finds a way out of this misery, there, he, there's no way, even if he was feeling philanthropic and like altruistic about his ultimate life choices, that he would just take it laying down, knowing farewell that there's a cure like two feet away from him. I know, but he gets the cure. He gets the cure. <laughs> like that's the issue I'm having is like he does get it eventually. Yeah, but the, it's not permanent. Do you know what I mean? Like this transgenic vampirism is something that is temporary yeah they have to keep consuming blood artificial blood will not give you that power for longer than a few hours i know but i'm what i'm saying is like it's not sufficiently motivating to make him into a complete psychopath that's what i'm saying i get Mm. all of these like these small reasons why he might do these things or why he might but he's got a taste of freedom he's walked for the first time yeah but in like freedom doesn't freedom doesn't have to be i get to just fucking kill everyone whoever i want and just suck their blood and do whatever i like and go to a bar and maybe get in a fight with so like that all of that is not that's i mean okay okay, the definition of freedom i know what you mean Uh, like in that their mind is not entirely or it's not explained that their mind is not entirely under their control anymore like how venom as a character can be swayed by the parasite or like when you get bit by a radioactive spider or whatever some of those motivations can make you act a little differently than who you were before you transformed right but there are there's like all the when he does suck the blood and and has his vampirism like under control yeah he is in control of his faculties and and that's what what morbius is is he's like oh i have to drink the blood so i don't turn into this so i don't kill people right right which is a in <laughs> which is a normal response. Whereas with Matt Smith, he's just kind of like, I don't care what happens to me. It's like, dude, what the fuck? I'm telling you, like, I, c- I would cave so fast. That's why I relate so hard. Because if I see that I can get a croissant <laughs> in five minutes from now versus waiting 30 minutes, I would cave and get it in five. Okay? And that's just sugar. By, like, by killing someone? <laughs> if I get it in five minutes... <laughs> All I'm saying is immediate gratification is powerful. I think we've just found out that you're a sociopath <laughs> and I'm the Michael Morbius of this episode. <laughs> I'm the Parisian from this day forward. Let's get into the plot. We'll get into the plot just in one <laughs> second, okay? I got a preamble to get through. So Matt Smith carried House of Dragon, whatever. He was great in The Crown. He is enough of a force to be in this film, even though he plays the predictable, angry guy, villain, you know, creepy face. I don't think he carried House of Dragon at all. I thought he was terrible in it. All the guy wants to do is kill people yeah. and have sex with his niece, which is just not enough for me. True. Yeah. The two- doesn't he want more? I mean, doesn't he want more, Bias? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, go on yeah. so does. matt so smith yeah. he's great he's great in the crown generally he's a very prince good actor, philip yeah. he kills it yeah. and then he's bringing that same same kind of prince philip energy into this movie too where like you the just dancing scene i thought was like from the crown like lifted directly just from the straight crown. up yeah. you yeah. you can't fault the guy's charisma because when he's on screen i don't think I, like for me it's like all right this is, has my 
attention for the next however long he's on screen for now. That's an interesting thing. Um, can I respond to that? Yeah. Because I wrote that Jared Leto's complete lack of charm <laughs> is like, it, it really frustrates me. Yeah. Like the guy cannot act with others. No, like he no. he would, I know that lots of people like really love Jared Leto and he just does not work for me. And there's like him and um, what's the actress's name from Triple Frontier? The hottie, his, his Martine, Martina. Oh, or, Bancroft. Uh, Adria something. We'll call her Bancroft. Ad- Adria Ar- Ar- Ariona, sure. right? Arjona. Their chemistry is just like, there. there's the, the first scene when you see them chatting with each other. Yeah. It's just like so stilted and I weird. thought they were siblings. <laughs> I didn't, but like. <laughs> I thought they were he, not meant to be romantic. Like she would, she would like say something kind yeah. of charming. She's a very beautiful woman. She yeah. got a, she's a good actress too. She, you know, she says something kind of charming and then Jared Leto like. And and this is might be the fault of the editing, but he takes like way like half a second too long to say something back, and it completely doesn't match the energy of anything <laughs> she says at all. And it is kind of like he's a tired and, man. And it also it's it kind of is like I feel like he's acting and she isn't there. Yeah, and you can kind of tell. Yeah. which is you know that's sometimes that's how films work. You know, right? right <laughs> Some right, people right. kind of act by the side of tennis ball, and you get that. But mm. yeah, anyway, not that either of them have any great screen presence or anything both of them i feel like it's fine if you replace them with whoever else just all matt smith's matt smith in a wig matt smith in matt, a wheelchair matt smith is at least bringing some energy Pizzazz. to the screen you know hell yeah everyone else kind of like uh, uh, yeah 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 but let's dive into plot because i think it. i got some thoughts so it opens of course with Michael Morbius as a 10-year-old in a hospital in Greece. Is that right? Typical, yeah. Typical, yeah. <laughs> and he welcomes his new bunkmate uh, who goes by the name Lucian. But he immediately starts calling him Milo because whoever was there before was Milo and everybody who uses that bed ends up dying anyway. So Morbius is like, yeah. I'm not going to bother learning Really names. cool thing to tell. Like, he's like, yeah, fucking everyone dies beside me yeah. anyway. So <laughs> well, I, just call, Milo, I just called him the up? same shit. That's it. And then... And then over over the years, though, they have this kind of kinship. They, they don't die. They don't <laughs> die. They don't die. They they have a new stepdad, this like adoptive figure. Although, um, can I just point out that Milo almost does die, and the nurses are just kind of like, I don't care. Like this hospital. Wait, like, when? He like he like collapses in this Greek hospital, oh, yeah, and yeah. It, there's yeah. like the alarm going off. Then then uh, Michael fixes the machine, right? Which for some reason oh, Jared right. Harris <laughs> is like, "You're a genius, lad," and sends him to New York to a special school of how yeah. to fix shit with a ballpoint pen. That's it. But then, but like, he's a prodigy. Like just these alarms going off for these kids who it's like they could die at any moment, yeah. and there's no nurses around whatsoever. No. Yeah, because he's because Morbius has a lot of willpower. Okay, he's got a lot of mental strength. That's gotten him through the years, yeah. which I think is obvious from the start that Lucian slash Milo does not. Kind of setting him up to be like a guy who would succumb to stealing fruit from a tree that's forbidden. Yeah. So. He's a, um, Michael's also, Morbius is also like a genius, which like every superhero, totally. there's a genius level and intellect. Of course. Which is that's kind why of he's a, a favorite son. really annoying character trope about superheroes that I hate. <laughs> Yeah. But baby's in a wheelchair. I know. He's looking sickly. He's got every disadvantage. He's yeah. got all the disadvantages. Even the little the little Greek boys keep making fun of him. There you go. Even when he gets his vampire powers later, they're only temporary. Yeah. You think he's not gonna be able to stay the way he's staying. Anyway. Some real Greekophobe shit in this. Look I will not that. stand for it. I think <laughs> <laughs> I bet this movie did poorly in Greece. Oh, damn it. Now I got to go look it up. Uh, Their adoptive dad figure or hospital director, what you call him, is played by Jared Harris. Yeah. Uh, Just HBO's. One of the fucking best actors ever. Their favorite nuclear scientist of all television. Yeah. It's fucking great. Um, I mean, one of the great living character actors. Totally. Possibly one of my favorite actors. And just wasted in this movie. Just (laughs) underutilized. Yeah. Poor Jared Harris has like three lines. He's in two scenes. Yeah. He's third build. (laughs) Like, I, he, yeah. Why bother, right? Why, why not just have some guy? But I guess that's the drawing power for for an audience. Yeah. 
strange, but, but man. Honestly, is it is the audience who like who's gonna hit up Morbius is like I mean I loved him in Mad Men, you know? Like yeah. no, like Jared Harris is such a he's <laughs> such a fucking kind of a cinephile. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not he's not like a super people. Most people who see Morbius are gonna be like, oh that guy, you know? He's totally. a that guy a bit, but he is a fucking wonderful actor. He's yes. beautiful. And his and I, I just want to go on a little Jared yeah. Harris rant here. Tell me the first very very first think back to like 2016 Mm. very first episode of the crown he plays the king Mm. right and his performance in that episode is unbelievable he is so fucking good there's a scene where uh all these people sing to him or whatever and he like grabs their hands and he's like crying he's he's a fucking beautiful actor he's so incredible yeah go back and watch that episode he's amazing damn that sounds great he I wish I wish there was more of him. I wish there was more of him interacting with them when they were younger or even showing us how he lives with Milo because he chose to stay with Milo for 25 years when he sent off Morbius to go study in New York somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah. So At Ballpoint Pen School, yeah. That was cool. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot to learn <laughs> about ergonomic pen holding. Yeah. Um, so then years go by, like 25 years go by and... They grow to live together, or not live together, but either way, they stay in touch. They like live in New York together, yeah, and around in in the same circles, yeah. And and they are obviously seeing each other. Well, he's seeing Morbius in the news, and he's like, "All right, what are you trying to do?" And he's like, "Yo, I went to Costa Rica, and I got like a fuckload of vampire bats." Yeah, he he them, showed how bats work, which is the, yeah, you you reach your hand out, and a billion of them come out. And That's right, you, yeah, because they're vampire bats. That's how bats work. So he yeah. cut his arm, and he held it against uh, whatever screen to kind of indicate that there's blood through a like trap thing yeah Yeah. and they all just flock to him and he captures about i don't know 40 of them takes them back to some kind of vessel can i just say like he kind of turns into a bat he's got bats all around him all the time yeah why don't they just call him batman he's not turning (laughs) into a bat yeah no but why don't they just call him the batman like i know because because dc has all the stupid things and Marvel should have some of this less this stupid just, things. I don't know. It seems obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a living vampire, okay? And that is way cooler than Batman could be, <laughs> all right? So I'll I'll allow it. All right. But he, um, of course, he wants to now splice that kind of bat DNA with human DNA and mm-hmm. hope to find a cure for this blood disorder that nobody else can figure out because he's a genius man. Uh, all of this is illegal. None of this the government will sanction. He... He makes a breakthrough. Yeah. He makes a breakthrough with that mouse. And then he f- he realizes he has to do an experimental human trial. Yeah. Which is illegal. That's illegal. Yeah. So he does it on himself. All Typical. of this, all of this he's doing on a fucking ship somewhere. Typical noble. Okay. Warrior. All of this is funded by his good friend Milo, who is like, all right, man, good luck with your experiments. Hope you find a cure for both of us because we're the same. <laughs> but guess what he does? He takes it, realizes that it's turned him into this bloodthirsty monster who's killed like six mercenaries on the ship that he's in. Also hits Bancroft, that sweet lady. A lot of questions about that scene. What? Well, he's on a container ship. He's on a massive ship. Yeah. With a lab. Yes. And six mercenaries who are armed to the teeth. Yeah. Who like immediately when something goes wrong, they're just like, all right, kill them. (laughs) Like kill everyone. Well, yeah. But but like, how would they know that something wrong is going to happen? Like in most medical testing, it's like the worst thing that happens is the patient dies. You know, they they couldn't ever expect that he would turn into a bloodthirsty. Why were they armed? That's kind of what I'm asking. Well, they have to dock somewhere, and they can't be docking with like blood and all this stuff. Also, they're mercenaries. What are they not going to have guns? Yeah, I know. It's just weird. Like, why it's would he? Like why would he hire? Yeah, but why? Why? Nobody knows where he is. Who cares? Well, for pirates, you know, they're in international water. <laughs> they're they're fucking just near Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're in Somalia. They're locked at the shipyards. <laughs> this <laughs> isn't fucking Captain you Phillips don't know. Morbius. They don't like, say where. It just says international waters on a secret <laughs> mission that is very illegal. Okay, when was the last time you spliced bat DNA with human DNA on land? That's right. Not right, once. Let's move along, all right? Captain Morbius <laughs> is the captain now. Captain Morbius. Morbius is the captain now. <laughs> captain Morbius um, realizes what he's done, right? His 
thirst vanishes. He comes back to his human form, checks out the CCTV and is like, oh, this is not good news. This is not good news at all. So he deletes it all and uh, just jumps aboard. Yeah. He of course he calls the hospital somehow. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, come get my girl bankrupt." He like makes it he frames it up to to as something totally something yeah. else. Yeah. He's like, "We've been taken over by whatever and He makes a distress call and mm-hmm. then jumps jumps over there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So now he is kind of on the run a little bit or at least just missing for now. Yeah. Um and then he realizes, "Oh, I got to go check on my girl at the hospital where she's at." <laughs> what do you yeah. call it? The Sick people work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And while he's Big there. Sick people building. Yeah. Sick people building. That's what they call it normally. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is in German. But That's right. Yeah. The the more more beery. Bilgis sick person. More building. Yeah. Go on. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, somewhere between this altercation, of course, like Milo comes in to check on him at a different lab, at their human ground lab, I'm assuming. And is like, what are all these uh bats over here and you're walking and what's the deal with you being super cured where's my cure and of course he doesn't share it because he keeps pushing him away saying that this is not the definition of a cure same kind of trope where it's like it's it's a curse la 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 yeah uh so he kind of tells him off and goes on to check on bancroft instead at the hospital while he's there a nurse dies or is killed by having her blood sucked entirely out of her body. Yeah. Vampire style, as they call Vampire it. Vampire style. In the homicide division. Yeah. There is such a cool scene that leads up to that nurse being chased through the hallway where these, like, touch lights, oh, yeah. sensor, motion sensor lights yeah. get triggered one by one by one. It's a classic, like, horror movie yeah. long-haul scene, and it, it, like, delivers. I feel like the tension yeah. was there. Y- you kind of wait for something to happen. Of course it does. Uh, she's She just turns into this pale thing. Right? Yeah. She's fully murdered. Uh, Morbius <laughs> thinks he did it. <laughs> just picturing Tyrese Gibson being like, this nurse was fully <laughs> murdered vampire style. <laughs> she, she died to death. <laughs> 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 Fucking Tyrese Gibson did 1,000 times better in this movie than all of Fast and Furious combined. Even he was good in this yeah, film. Yeah, but Fast and Furious is, you know. I know, but that's the benchmark of success now. So it's like, wait, not, when I when you see sixteen percent, not after movies, Fast X. <laughs> excuse me, sir. It's Fast Ten. Okay, like yeah. Fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> this is gonna be a shit show. Fasten the seatbelts across you. Off the cliff. Yeah. Um, Morbius, being the good guy that he is, thinks, "Oh no, I have again entered my bloodlust and killed this poor nurse. So I must turn myself in." And he goes to jail. Turns out it was Milo. Milo came in. Yeah. Milo which, killed her. Which, as the viewer, you fucking already know. Like, it's yeah. so weird. They hide it from you for so long. And then you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, we know who it is. Like, because like, it's a children's yeah. film. Right? Okay, whatever. Wait. Also, also, uh, one thing about the jail scene. <laughs> Did he just have his journal on him? <laughs> he's a, he's a Nobel nominated, my guy. <laughs> he can have all the pens he wants from his pen Nobeliot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a Norbius. Yeah. A bunch of shit happens, and we find out that Milo now has vampire powers. Yeah, Milo is also a living vampire. But he's living it like a sexy vampire. <laughs> a living it up vampire, yeah. right? He's doing it the right way. Yeah, he's dancing. Going to parties. Going to the club. He's got a sick outfit. Trying to get his DJ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. He's a godly man. No, he definitely, definitely getting his DJ. Um. <laughs> He does. He tries from that that lady in the club. He does. Yeah. But he wants her BS'd. Yeah. Blood sucker. <laughs> Not. <laughs> he wants to <laughs> S or B. <laughs> Morbin too. After she jazes D. Okay, yeah. that's cross, sir. I will not have it on this pure podcast. Um, he he does a good job of being a bad guy. I guess so. And yeah. that was satisfactory. <laughs> and that was easily a C plus. Okay. So I don't understand this F rating. Like I said, Matt Smith is like probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. You know? And also I bet like when he was on Doctor Who with Karen Gillan, who now plays Nebula. Our favorite Scott. There you go. She's she's in Guardians of the Galaxy. She must have been like, yo, come over to the superhero side. Yeah. That's where the money's at. And he does 
and he has a good time. Yo, Karen, I think. Karen Gillum's got that fucking Jumanji money though too, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Karen Gillum fucking rules, and I wish she also bank. she did other stuff too because yeah. she's Scott. And and the other thing too. A lovely actress, really good. Yeah. Let her speak Scottish. Like, I know. let her fucking talk in her Why are native they accent, it away man. From her? Constantly playing an American, and it's so Bullshit. annoying, dude. Yeah, I think it's because uh, she's been typecast as this, like, oh, bubbly, you know, oh, yeah. big doe eyed, da da da, that but she like, could not be just. Since Sean Connery, who, <laughs> have we had a great Scott? Seriously, and Karen Gillum could be the Sean Connery of our age. I think I'm an honorary medium Scott, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm a that. I'm a wee Scott. You're yeah. a wee Scott. <laughs> Is Sean Bean Scottish? Fuck, I don't know. Who cares? He's probably dead. <laughs> he won't last long. He won't anymore. last long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Karen Gillum shows up? No, she doesn't. Um Matt Smith is being a good Matt villain. Matt Smith is being a good villain. Yeah. And then all the fucking fight scenes between them from that point on. The right? subway, the subway, subway chase thing I thought was good. Oh my god. That that's Sick. the that's the only scene I think is actually legit good in this so then film. you know that's what i'm saying like there's no argument for like the animation the cgi was like it's fantastic it was like cre- it was creative I, I like the way that they yeah. like when they he like runs up on the wall the camera like twists and follows yeah. like I, I thought that was that, stuff that was cool, cool dusty effect right like yeah. that kind of fairy kind yeah. of slow-mo a- and then him taking into accounts like physics of a bat or whatever they call it uh, there's echolocation yeah. of course but then him also leveraging a moving train and then letting the air kind of carry him in front of right, it yes. through the tunnels. Yeah. Sick. Like all of that fight scene, so good. And I just, when you go in expecting the worst and then you get this, <laughs> you got to fucking give it like a C plus. You got to give it. Oh my God. I cannot. I'm so frustrated that this movie just sh- got terrible, terrible ratings when like it was okay. Yeah. And, that's why I was so salty. Like, why? does it does it actually frustrate you? It because I've seen it three times now. Yeah, and every time I'm like, yo, why is everybody shitting on this? Because this is just as good as any mediocre film. Yeah, the and just I don't know the th- the thing that like as I've said like the thing that baffles me is like the movies that people are like these are amazing and this mm, like these mm-hmm. are amazing and this is bad i'm always like i but like i i don't really have a as i said i don't have my horse in the water yet your horse is not in the my water horse yet. hasn't been my horse isn't even in the ring <laughs> boxing in the boxing horse horse ring all right that's enough in international waters <laughs> nay <Nail> um, more <laughs> yeah. there's some really good also like cute callbacks or whatever hints at other cinemas in the same universe right like spider-man of course um Morbius at one point like looks at the villain and goes, I am Venom. And there's like a tiny little menacing smile. Obviously, it's a dig at the Venom. Yeah. Um, who's also a Spider-Man villain. And then Matt Smith's dance when like Milo does a little strut. Again, another goofy nod at Spider-Man 3 with Spider-Man doing the goofy dance okay. through uh, the streets. Right. <laughs> Did you know? You know, it's obviously campy, right? It's obviously like, look, I'm also a silly goose villain <laughs> when I am taken by the dark forces. Why do you want to kill me? I'm just a goofball. I'm just a little silly goose. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I just feel like everybody went in expecting MCU vampire and they got somewhere between underworld vampire and like cartoon vampire. Yeah, I do think in a different time this movie would have been like acceptable, you know. It, 100%. It's, it's a it's it's a weird time and and, it's a I, time and that thing. that movie is not the only one that suffered from how weird yeah. of a time it is for blockbuster cinema, you know. Yeah. Justly or unjustly. Um can we talk about the part where he he needs to jack up a new lab? That's the one. Yeah. And so can I can I explain this? Yeah, go for it. I, I think a lot of people don't know that counterfeiters um often moonlight as like blood donation clinics as well so everything that they have in their counterfeiting lab can conveniently be switched around to make a you know like a centrifuge <laughs> and all that kind he of can shit. scoop it out from wherever he's got <laughs> mad connections he'll but just get his bats to pick just it up. the part where he finds that lab and then he like he like flips some stuff around he's like oh this thing spins i need that <laughs> he's a nobel laureate dude go to amazon all right <laughs> yeah, yeah some, speak to the just, other vampire it's that's run in the world goofy yeah yeah he he so he needs the lab to make more serum to 
to, to, to find more antibody to essentially to reverse the thing that's right because that's what eventually happens yeah yeah and now in him finally creating these like vials this antibody vial he has this really cool fight scene with milo in the end where lots of bats this is with the batman thing this is what i'm saying you should be st- tons of bats everywhere bats. they he um there's a really cool scene where they kind of fly off the top of a building chasing each other to the point that they almost crash into an underground whatever. But like as they come crashing down, they break this billboard or like this oh, yeah. neon yeah, sign yeah. that says yeah, Motel. That was good. And yeah. just the M kind of falls apart and it chases him because M for... For Morbius. Morbentan. And Milo. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and Milo. Yeah. Yeah. For me. It's for me. Um, <laughs> this movie is for you. This yeah. movie is for yeah. me. And it was cool. And they go to the bottom uh, where he realizes, okay, he's going to need some reinforcements. Morbius gonna need to bring in bats. big bat bats, and that cool scene with like again, I think they show his ear again, or either way, some like flap of the butterfly's wings or whatever, and he summons one hundred bats all the way from Costa Rica. My they God, they flew first class. Yeah, it was sick. It was very like '90s Justice League, um, like animated series energy where did you ever catch yeah this is but this is where i I was kind of talking about the cgi not being great this this did kind of like strike me it was very it was like kind of video game level a little bit yeah but that's not whatever like i don't care it does it does feel lots of purportedly really good uh, like superhero movies are like the cgi fuck and you know you know what's another comparison uh, Black Adam, the 30 seconds I've seen <laughs> of that movie, which, as you informed me gravely, you're like, this is really bad. Th- that's um, bad. That movie, the few bits I saw of it, I was like, this movie is crisp as fuck. Like, it yes. looks amazing. But then you were My like, God. it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's <laughs> unwatchable and then there's entertaining. Yeah. And Morbius is a guaranteed entertaining. Yeah. Like, at no point, unless you're going in with, like, Unless you're going in with wild expectations of uh, having to see something as compelling as <laughs> Spider-Man, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't you're know. You're not going to get it, right? Um, there is a cool like, kind of finale of like the bats pushing Lucian to the ground, pinning him down for Morbius to kind of come in and stick him with the antidote. Yeah. You see that transformation of his face also kind of aging, turning into regular human and then old and then dying. Right. And then somewhere Pull back. between this, oh, cool point. Lucian has already killed their dad, um, right. Jared Harris. Yeah. Right. He's also bitten and almost killed Bancroft. She's on a roof somewhere trying to be saved by a very weakened Milo, but he's got he's run out of artificial blood. He can't do nothing about it right now, so he has to feast on her. So he drinks Hell all yeah. their blood. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do all and, along. And so he gives in to human blood for the first time, I think, now. This is the first time he... Yeah, except for the except for the massacre blood. on the boat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. So not the first time. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember if he if he, he kills all of them. I don't know if, he's, he, if he S's their B. He S's their B hard, yeah. all six of them. But they're bad guys, so it's okay. It's but just an S B game. Now he <laughs> S'd on the Bancroft, <laughs> the other B. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he unwittingly leaves a drop of his venom in her bloodstream. So towards the end, you find his out bee. that he puts his bee in her bee. Yeah. BS. That she wakes up with red eyes. <laughs> yeah. Very a la Bella from Twilight. So <laughs> it's fucking sick. Yeah. Dun And then it ends. I could respect it, that. It just fucking it cuts to Morbius. More Morbin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, uh, Clear. You, linear. No goofy back and forth and no jumping in time, at least during the plot of the film. Yeah. Just Do you think that like I don't I don't think this movie will be like reclaimed by culture in any way. Do you think like people will give it another chance because you yeah. passionately defended it? You know what? I really hope they come back to see it cuz I know um there's been chatter on the interwebs about wanting to see Blade and Morbius together, right? Because in ni- in the first Blade yeah. film, there's a nod to him. Can you imagine how sick it would be if Marshala Ali and Jared Leto get like yeah. a room scene together. That would be fucking cool. I would love to see that. It would be interesting to like, like Morbius turning into a, going through like a villain arc 
and then turning good and like a you know he's like a, he's a know, hero here, he's an anti-hero here's the thing you don't need to make a trilogy of morbius films no but M- jared leto who is still a cinema draw showing up in other like properties which mm-hmm. is hinted at at the end when fucking michael keaton yeah shows up tombs yeah Jesus. he shows up in a he's propelled into this strange universe that morbius is in um and then he this is basically hinting at the sinister six which is six villains of spider-man yeah who want a team together <laughs> oh like do not roll your eyes like you don't know what i'm talking about we've discussed this at length um <laughs> i've never heard the word sinister no. six together no, i, I though those those little like as you know the post credit those little things i'm just kind of like oh fuck, fuck all like i don't hey care. they were mid credits <laughs> well i the, the <laughs> thing is the thing is i only watched one because i only thought there was one and then it turns out there's two yeah well it's just it's the one where he release or he escapes from prison and then the other one where he meets morbius he, he escapes from prison and he makes an incredibly funny joke about something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some, some goof he's a silly not goose. it's not good he's like hey yeah. i'm the batman he's terrible in homecoming yeah he's keaton not, is ugh. not good yeah also he's like isn't he like 80 i think he's 150 years old okay so yeah. f- that's just that's he's a, a living good vampire. vampire he's a living vampire yeah. though he has been s- all the time he's, he's doing that's why they call him batman <laughs> he's doing a good job that's why they cast him as the batman <laughs> you know then they were like oh he really should be what who was he in in spider-man what was this like his, his name is name? tombs yeah. adrian tombs where he's got this but doesn't he have like a he, wings iron man with wings kind Mech, of thing? yeah he's got gear from um the avengers that he stole from a crashed yeah. plane or, or he right. orchestrated it yeah he has it built he obviously wants to attack spider-man so he's trying to recruit obviously. an army what's interesting to me is that spider-man bit by a bug given permanent powers morbius bit by a bat given temporary powers which are not great babe right? look it up it's science so <laughs> <laughs> if he if you want to give him an arc if you want to give morbius an arc maybe give him one of like jealousy or or envy or something where like this kid who obviously is smart science first wants to do good so does morbius but then he's not able to because of his crutch here's my his power. here's my uh Here's my Morbius uh, arc. Morbius's power that he had, mm-hmm. it unfortunately led to the death of his best friend, which wrecks him emotionally, and he becomes villainous yeah. later, and he teams up with Michael Tombs. Keaton, Michael Keaton mm-hmm. against Blade and Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Because Blade is a good guy, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we have the middle movie is about that. Yeah. And then Michael Keaton is killed again. He has to be. Yeah. And uh, Morbius escapes. And then in the third movie, he does kind of a Darth Vader and turns back to good. Maybe after he, um, in, um, after what's her face, Arjona also dies too. And then he what's realizes up? that all of the violence that he wrought is like, he's actually, he was like, I was better off as a noble laureate. Yo, Sony, call so, my guy. Yeah. So we have Morbius, <laughs> Morbius one. Blade one. Yes. Blade and like a Blade and Spider Man crossover, uh-huh. which I guess would be like called Blade Web Blade. They can't they can't have Blade and Spider Man crossover and then also have a separate Okay, so Blade, Morbius Blade. and Spider Man crossover. Yeah, no no no. They it's like a super team. So okay, cool. Blade Blade is like the main character, Mahersh, and then Spider Man pops in, Tom Holland pops in at the end of that. Yeah. As like a bit of a cameo. Can we have Andrew Garfield? I feel like that's a better Spider-Man. Because no, Tommy's no. a baby. Andrew Garfield is retired from acting at this God point. God damn it. So um, I've... <laughs> this is the darkest after, timeline. When I, when, I, um, when I write Blade 1, um, <laughs> which is already being filmed, but whatever. Do I'm, not I'm going to actually humanity. like... I'm going to be like... Just kind of put it out in the press and just kind of be like, I'm actually looking at Andrew Garfield for the role of Blade. <laughs> and then when Andrew Garfield comes in... To um, audition, I'm going to be like, Andrew, we think you should retire. And then he'll be like, all right. And then he'll leave. And then that's it. You know what I just And then realized? Tom Holland will come in and be like, why was it Andrew Garfield? <laughs> you are the Sinister Six. Okay. <laughs> You're, this is some mysterious but shit. Th- it, yes, am I not? Is this not fucking the direction they need to go? And then, I mean, and then I'll take it. Kind of in like the, the lead up to the Avengers pregame, like the next kind of, you know, like the next end of the cycle whatever they call it in the phase stupid sh- phase whatever <laughs> um they're not the last movie but they resolve the morbius story in like us in like a spider-man movie where he's yeah. like the villain 
and Blade is then the cameo in the Spider-Man movie and Morbius is the villain. And um, yeah, so that's how it should go. They don't need a full trilogy of just Morbius. They can just no, weave him in, you know. Because Morbius is not meant to be like a big leading hero guy. It's no. It's like giving uh, Michael Keaton's character a full movie. You don't want to see that. I mean, they will by the time yeah. this is all over. Yeah, yeah. like you don't you, like Doc Ock, like Octavius. You don't want to see him have a full movie, just him leading the charge as villains. Yeah. So I think a lot of this failure for Morbius in my Colts notes is that it comes from being pushed as a Spider-Man villain film, because there's no fucking Spider-Man, and it's not really MCU. Uh, it's terrible timing. It's like released years later without context to any Spider-Man film. Yeah. Um, there is no callback or any relation with this character with anyone else in the universe. Also in the midst of Morbius, the journey of Morbius. Yeah. Between when it was meant to be released and then delayed like four times. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out and everyone yeah. jizzes their pants over it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, excuse me. Jay's their peas over thank you. Far God. from Home. Yes. And and like it it and I don't know if Far From Home came out af before Morbius? Twenty twenty one? Before before. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can see how this movie might leave a bitter taste in someone's mm. mouth when they're like Yeah. If if you if you're into that Spider Man shit. A confusing know. fucking mid credit scene, right? Like why is Tombs here? Why is he wanting to team up with this guy? Yeah, I mean it doesn't Out of make context, any sense. Yeah. No sense, right? So there are some things okay, that absolutely hold, bury this. Hold on. Blade one. Yeah. I'm gonna let's do it. Let's let's like get it down. Let's Blade One. Yeah. Interior. Sewer. Night. Yeah. Close up. An eye. We pull back slow. Michael Keaton just has a knife directly through his face and Blade is like, that's enough for you. And then that's it. So we don't have to worry about the Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Tombs is just dead yeah. completely. Although I don't, I think my original pitch was better that if they're going to have Michael Keaton, they might as well team up with Morbius and fight Blade and Spider-Man and blah, blah, blah. Look at that. Yeah. Who's a superhero aficionado now? Yeah, Disney, call me. I'm available. <laughs> Sony, Sony, you got to go through the middleman. <laughs> no, but the Blade movie is under Disney's purview, I thought. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't care, actually. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> oh, I'm I don't sorry. give a shit. <laughs> let's, let's nip Sony, Disney, I'll work for either of you. No, just <laughs> fuck it. My, my final note on this cinematic wonderment that I have partaken in twice is that this... There is a far, far... And it's not fair to say because a lot of movies could be better if they were edited better, blah, blah, blah. But there is a far superior, tighter film that's hidden in like a fucking Snyder Cut version somewhere. Yeah. This could be a Kingdom of Heaven situation where you have, if you give it the building ground of plot, of intrigue, of chemistry, of characters, you can have a two-hour film that's a little bit longer, but just yeah. deserving of not fucking 16%. I thought it was in this 120 page script that you handed me and said that we were going to perform um, on this podcast the next episode you can't oh, give okay. it away oh, yeah we're going to do a bonus where we do a God. reading of Pre's rewrite of Morbius <laughs> where I start with smart me up starring me up Andrew Garfield me up <laughs> yeah starring Andrew Garfield hell yeah <laughs> I'm a vampire now oh no <laughs> what <laughs> what is that accent Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tells me my my Garfield is fucking perfect. Is he Aussie? No, he's North? English. Andrew Garfield's British. Yeah, but what did you? That's do why there? he sounds like this. Oh, that's the lies. Then this is Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, that is Tom Holland. Yeah. That's uncanny. Fuck, Morbius, man. Listen, all you Morbophobes out there, give it another chance. Yeah, be a Morbophile. Morb- there you go. Okay, learn to love. Damn. Love is Morb. Yeah. J or D over the M. Because <laughs> J and P done covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Hey, it's been the low ceiling, guys. This has been the low ceiling. Bringing you Hot Films <laughs> Express. <laughs>
this would be the newest film we did except we decided to do uh b is a yeah, yeah. b is a coming out already done been out. i guess it, it, maybe we could we could do something a little more professional we do have an instagram if people want to follow it it's not interesting better yet just go and delete your instagram account <laughs> but we do have an instagram if you want to follow it it's at the low ceiling that's all it is we just post when we have an episode out that's it which and is every friday so you don't really need to follow it for any reason whatsoever fucking throw us a like don't be so cheap at anyway the low ceiling yeah beautiful fucking morbius fucking morbius I'm, you know what before we go mm. sounds like we're wrapping up i have another 40 minutes in me no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um i i it's it is interesting because i subjected you to something like gone in 60 seconds which is arguably the similar quality of film you know and, i agree and people will sit through 60 seconds but not through morbius yeah and i i like i have been in the position of having to defend a movie that most people dislike as well so i like you know hearing your side of Passionate things for take. once in, for once in my life yeah yeah that's right next right. episode it's just gonna be me pre and pre the low ceiling <laughs> p and p p and p <laughs> the lc thanks for listening bye <laughs>